the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hey, welcome to Come Together San Diego. Kaz here, and I've got gobs of people that I want to talk to with you about, but also have them talk to you. I mean, a lot of things going on in San Diego County. I I, I want to introduce my first guest, and then I want to bring somebody else in as well to tell a little bit about what's going on in San Diego County. You know, when we're finished with this first hour, you're going to realize that God will take whatever your heart cry, whatever your godly heart cry is, and will build it into part of your calling. So I want you to learn how that works. We're going to have somebody... Uh, here on our first hour, whom you will really appreciate. Uh, Her name is Leslie Hand, and her vision is called movieglimpse.com. And it's a a Christian concept. She's a Christian lady who asked herself the question, probably similar to all you guys who said, you know, I have these hobbies and things I like to do. How can I use that as kind of a a, a mission focus? Well, she loves movies, and uh, God stirred in her to take movies that she likes and discover Christian themes within them. Probably the producers and writers weren't even thinking about that, but she was able to go into many movies, which are your favorites and pull out uh, uh, Christian truths so that you can go back into those movies and have your, your, your friends and family watch them and say, Oh, did you see this? Did you know that? And she's got Bible studies and everything else tied to them. So Leslie, are you with me? Leslie hand of, you know, Leslie, before we get too far into this and w- welcome to the show, one of the things we like to do at the very beginning of the show is here we are in San Diego County and there's a lot of activity going on in San Diego. So we like to dip into some of the things that are going on. So please bear with me for a minute or two. And, sure. uh, and cause I want to take care of this business and it's more than just business. It's an out, ministry outreach that's uh, impactful. In San Diego right now, today is the last day of a two-day venue called Portal San Diego. And it's uh, being uh, uh, coming to pass at Crosspoint Life Church. Uh, today is the last day. It actually, the, the next venue happens at 6.30 p.m. And the host of this venue is Limitless Realms uh, International Ministries and Billy Alexander. Billy, are you with us? I am Kat. Hello. Hi there. Well, I've got Leslie Hand for the doing the whole hour with me uh, with Movie Glimpse, but you've got some activity going on because I know because I was there. Tell us briefly what's going on at Crosspoint Life Church. It's called Portal San Diego. Tell us more, Billy Alexander. It has been incredible, an incredible encounter with God, Kaz, and the folks here in San Diego, particularly, if you're an intercessor, if you're a watchman, if you're a gatekeeper, you need to get down here at 630 uh, at 89, uh, 8809 La Mesa Boulevard in Cross Point Life. Yes. Uh, it, this is an incredible meeting, 
uh, we've gathered, a remnant has gathered of the kingdom of God uh, to seek God's face, to hear his heart, and to get some new orders. And uh, it has been such um, a calibration time, Kaz, to his perfect timing. I mean, we are being positioned right now as a womb of California Ooh, I like that. to birth some things in the spirit for the Lord. Yes, and yes. we're chosen to do that and anointed to do that. And there's so many groups here in San Diego that are yielded to that. And you know what? Uh, Kaz, this sound that's coming out through uh, James Nesbitt and the team that is with him, uh, listen, darkness cannot even respond to it. <laughs> Billy Alexander. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, the light of God is so strong, and being raised up here in San Diego to affect this nation is a resurrected Body. Yes, yes. And uh, we're just we're just amazed at what God is doing. Billy Alexander and the uh, outreach is called Portal San Diego. It's happening now, and you can go there. I think it's free of charge, is it not, Billy Alexander? It is free of charge. Yes, and yes, it yes. Is, uh, everything is in place for a blowout tonight. <laughs> Very good. I mean, we're going to seal it tonight, and uh, you really do need to be down here. Worship, and praise, so, Word uh, of God, uh, and a, a lot of freedom for you to express what God tells you as well. That's what I've noticed. Cross Point Life Church, you can Google that. It's very close by in La Mesa, yes. uh, La Mesa yes. Boulevard, actually. And so, uh, Billy, thank you for reporting in. And uh, my listening You friend. are welcome. You be blessed with, uh, is it Lindsay or Leslie? Leslie. And thank Leslie, you, Billy. Leslie, will you be blessed tonight, Leslie? Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you. Well, Leslie, you know, <laughs> the, the things are going on all over the place. And one of our directives here at Come Together San Diego is to bring a unifying message throughout not only the county, but the California, not only California, but also the East Coast, West Coast, and all in between. So we're honored to have mm-hmm. you on the show and your vision Thank of you. MovieGlimpse.com. Now, that's an interesting name. Tell us of the origin behind Movie Glimpse and uh, how you are involved and how you can encourage other people to become involved. Okay. Well, um, Kaz, I started Bible teaching in 1985, and um, I taught for many years just in the local church, and and my children laugh and think it's funny that I have anything to do with movies because I wasn't especially fond of movies or anything. You know, I went to a movie, but um, I think the first time I remember getting a glimpse, and that kind of helps with the name, getting a glimpse of something was in um, uh, Schindler's List, uh, you know, Spielberg's Schindler's List. And I remember um, seeing the scene where um, all the Jews are in the train and Oscar Schindler takes the hose and, He's in his white suit, and he starts hosing the trains down because they're dying of thirst. And I I remember at that moment thinking about um, if ever there was a picture of living water, that was it. And um, so I had moments like that, but nothing like what was to come to me. And um, it was about 1998 with the movie Titanic and then in 2000 with Gladiator that I I just 
saw, like what C.S. Lewis would say, along and through, and was seeing all kinds of um, uh, spiritual insights in these movies. Um, And I had a pivotal moment for actually what to do with this that led to the creation of Movie Glimpse in uh, the year 2000. Um, I think I told you I went to the um, Passion Play in Oberammergau, Germany. And if your listeners aren't familiar with that, um, Oberammergau is a village in the Bavarian Alps that um, in the 1600s the plague was coming and uh, they prayed to God that if he would spare their village, they would perform the Passion Play every 10 years. And they have faithfully done that. So for nine years, the villagers are wood carvers. And then in the 10th year, you know, the men grow their beards and their long hair, and they all take on part in the play that they're going to put on. And now millions of people go there for the passion play. And so in the year 2000, I went with a group of people, and um, the format is you go to three hours in the morning to the play, and then you go to the, the shops in the village to shop and buy their souvenirs because yes. they're wood carvers. Um, so I was taking during the break, because you get this long break in the afternoon, I was in this shop and, um, you know, I saw the back of the owner of the shop and he had his long brown curly hair and, and I could see his beard from the side. And I heard this woman say to him, um, well, she asked him the question, are you in the passion play? And, you know, I was being so, uh, you know, snooty. I thought, well, well, that's the silliest question I've ever heard. You know, of course he's in the play. But then my mind began to just race to like, oh, I wonder who he is. You know, I wonder, is it Peter or James or John? Mm. And then I got to Judas. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hit Jesus. And the moment I hit Jesus, I I just, I felt like the Lord was saying to me by the Holy Spirit, you recognize me on the stage in the part you know so well, but do you recognize me in the shop? Oh. Or have you compartmentalized your life so much between sacred and secular, church and business, you know, Sunday and the rest of the week, that when I'm out there, you no longer recognize me? And I was so convicted about this. Yes. I was so touched by it. And I thought, yeah, that's what we do. Because the modern and postmodern world um, are compartmentalized between sacred and secular. Now, God doesn't see it that way. Yes. Um, but that's how we see it. And we, we put labels on things, Christian. And the moment we do that, we, we stick it into this little sacred box. And then here's this great secular world out there. And they're going to the movies because they love story. And there's, there's truth and beauty and goodness and um, Everything in it, and and we're not telling them yes. what is in that. So I'm going to cut to the chase here. Forgive me, because I've got commercials yes. I have to do. No, too, yes. uh-huh. So so you kind of set the stage here for uh, God stirring you to say well, it's kind of like Moses uh, early on. What's in your hand, Moses? Use that to to testify yes. of me. Yes. So you had exactly. a sense that 
there were things in the secular world that God can use to communicate his goodness. And all of a sudden, movies became the revelation. And so we're going to talk a lot lot about that with you in the upcoming segments for the whole hour, uh, Leslie Hand, and uh, Movie Glimpse and MovieGlimpse.com. You know, one of the movies I know you're going to talk about because uh, it's a movie that many people have heard about, and most of these people that are listening have seen, is called Castaway. And it was a movie with Tom Hanks a number of years ago. But that was one of the ones that you targeted as having a powerful message throughout to uh, speak to the goodness of God. So in our next segment, my listening friend, we're going to deal with this movie Castaway and some of the things that Leslie Hand of Movie Glimpse discovered and that may entice you to go back and actually view that movie with a little uh, insight on God things that are embedded in there. Perhaps even the actor and the, the producer and the writer had no clue (laughs) <laughs> but God's in it anyway, and we're going to show you how to redeem some of these movies. My listening friend Leslie Hand and Kaz will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And we're back with co-host Leslie Hand of MovieGlimpse.com. What an ingenious idea, a way to take something that, you know, we all uh, uh, watch, many of us watch movies, and sometimes we watch movies and we go, how do we get out of this one? I don't like where it's going. But uh, Leslie has a real heart cry for identifying Christ, Christ everywhere in, in all things. So how to uh, use even things, uh, even uh, secular movies that actually can communicate the gospel truths if you know how to look for them and uh, which ones to choose and which ones not, because there's a lot you probably shouldn't even come close to. <laughs> so, Leslie, uh, we, we kind of set the stage here. Uh, you talking a little bit about what stirred you to do this. And uh, one of the movies I know that you, you find is a favorite that you found gobs of information, gobs, gobs of redeeming value in, was the movie starring Tom Hanks called Castaway. Why don't uh, you use that as your springboard, Leslie Han? Okay. Yes, Kaz. Um, Of all the movies on Movie Glimpse, and there's over a hundred now that I've written on over the years, um, Castaway always gets a lot of action. And um, I think it's fascinating because Castaway is really a visual movie. It's all signs. Um, A lot of people can just think, oh, that's just about a man and he gets lost on an island and there's one actor and Some people fall asleep, but actually, if you know how to look uh, along and through, um, you will see things. uh, It's it's a fascinating story. So let me just take you through it a bit and uh, unpack it for you, we say. Um, The movie begins at a crossroads. That ought to be a sign. And uh, there's kind of a prologue. It's a FedEx truck, and it pulls up to a mysterious ranch and picks up a package that has angel wings on it. And, um, and then the movie shifts to the main character. His name is Chuck Noland. Noland? He has no land. And uh, he's, uh, he works for FedEx. And the whole theme of the movie is the FedEx uh, logo, uh, World on Time. He lives in a world on time, but he has no time. 
He has no time to go to the dentist. He has no time to get engaged. He has no time for his friends. He's in this hurry up, hurry up, hurry up world. And then there's this horrific crash out over the Pacific. He's on a fateful flight. And um, he leaves what the Greek would call Kronos time, and he goes into Kairos time on the island. And explain and that a little. This, yeah, explain that a little further, Leslie, if you would. Well, um, that let, let's come back to that because um, that might get a little confusing. But to say that he goes out of the worldly time, the chronological time at the clock, the gift his girlfriend gave him, the stopwatch, it stopped. So time has stopped. But he's in this place where he's really on God time. How's that? That's Cairo's time. I like it. And he, he's on, he's dead to the world. I mean, they bury him at home, but he's a very much alive to God. And in the first scenes on the island, he, the FedEx packages wash up and he, the one with angel wings, the box, and he saves that. That's going to be his hope. But, um, he opens another, and there's a volleyball in it. And so when he's trying to make Wilson, I mean, when he's trying to make fire, he pierces his palm. Now, stop and think about that. He pierces his palm, and then he slams the volleyball, and he makes an imprint of blood on the volleyball, and that becomes Wilson. And I want to suggest to you that Wilson is his idol self. He sets it up like an idol, and then he says... I have created fire. And so what we're seeing here in the first part on the island is a man curved in on himself. And then the movie comes back four years later, and he is transformed. He is fit. He's skinny. He's lost all this weight. He he can spear a fish um, before he couldn't do anything. And now he has learned this. But in flashbacks, we see what has really happened to him on that island. And um, there's a beautiful scene where he tells his friend at the end about how he had reached the point where he was going to kill himself. But be the perfectionist that he is, he had to do a test run on it. He was going to hang himself from this tree. And he carved a statue that was his height and weight. And he tested it, and it snapped. And what happened was, when he pulls that statue up at the end of the movie, or in the flashback, you see that it's beautifully the shape of the cross. It's a figure on a cross, Kaz. And what that's saying is the cross took his place in death. And he tells his friend at the end, yes, there was this... He said, there was this warm feeling that came over me, and I knew I would go on. And so he does. He's transformed. And then the the, the wings of hope come in, the porta potty wings that are going to be his wings of hope to take him off the island. And the most beautiful scene is when he gets off the island on his raft, the music begins again. He's been in this silent world, and now the music begins And then the poignant scene is, and I think the most powerful, and this, this is so powerful when you go back and see it, you'll want to see it. Um, When Wilson floats away 
Tom Hanks, Chuck Nolan, goes after him, but he can't reach him. And that's really the death of the old man, the idle self. And so so Wilson high. was the volleyball, right? Yes, Wilson was, <laughs> but it was really a picture of himself. Yes. And the Wilson, the volleyball, floats away. And, and he wakes up in time, but he can't reach it. And he goes under the water. He almost drowns trying to save Wilson. But then he's lying on his raft. And by now, it's just a couple of twigs, okay? And he really has the image of Christ on the cross. So this is like Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. And then one of the greatest scenes is if if a picture of grace, if ever there was one, he wanted a boat. He's out in the middle of the ocean on this on these twigs, you know. <laughs> and along comes this giant cargo ship. Yeah, it's not a little boat, it's not a dinghy. It's like this picture of what God will give us in grace. My. And they pick him up and he is a totally transformed man. My. He repents to his friends, he repents to um you know, and his old girlfriend. He 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 looks like a new creation. Yes. I need and, to interject here just for one second. Yes. Because I'll tell you what, and you've got a hundred movies that you've done this to. Now, <laughs> you know, I, it's hard for me to take notes so that I can go back and view the movie and appreciate this, but you've built uh, Bible study helpers, have you not? Well, um, yeah, the, the, all of the notes, when I write on a movie, um, they can be anywhere from, you know, two pages to four pages long. So all of this is on Movie Glimpse. Like okay. if you read Castaway, it's all written out. You know, yes, it's and, all there. And every so movie. You, you just encourage people to, here's the hundred movies that you have. Find a few that you like, uh, locate the, where they are and... And have a family night or have a ministry night and just kind of walk through this and exactly. stimulate exactly. a lot of conversation, can it? Yes. Oh, oh my, yeah. my. Uh, yeah. We're running yeah. up to a break here, but I'll tell you what, you've, okay. you've, kind of, you, you've come up with an, some innovations here that I want our listening friends to dig more deeply into. And it's movieglimpse.com, and you can go there, and, and, and we'll talk a little bit about tracking down these movies and things in the next segments as well. But my listening friend, here's the deal. We're going to go into some of the more movies that you may have seen and give you some nuances there as well but this is uh, and it's also going to work by the end of this pro by the end of this hour we're going to give you some tools to actually start uh, digging into ways to discover god's truths in movies as well so you can redeem everything positive about a movie that you have enjoyed so my listening friend uh leslie hand and kaz uh, and uh, this whole wonderful concept we're going to be uh escalating our revealing out of it uh, more and more as we continue this show. So don't go away because Leslie Hand of Movie Glimpse and Kaz will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise.
This is Judy Ross, co-pastor of Cloud9 Worship Center. San Diego, I am declaring over you, you are the southwest gate of this nation. And through you will pour abundance and greatness and the glory of God. That's what you were created for. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And welcome back. Kind of a captivating idea that we're dealing with here. Leslie Hand has a, a vision, a heart cry, uh, a calling, and she's calling it movieglimpse.com. She's taken movies that to have redeeming values, and she's excavating the content of selected movies. She's got about 100 in her portfolio. And uh, she encourages people to uh, read her content about these movies and seek these movies out and uh, and glean biblical uh, values from them. So, Leslie, what an endeavor. And uh, I'm sure you've gotten some interesting feedback as you have done this, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Yes, (laughs) I have. Yep, lots of feedback. There's an interesting phrase or two that I want to bring to four here as we begin this. Okay. And you use the term uh, hero journeys. And when you look at a movie, there are different ways that uh, the the movie plot is presented. And one of them is tied to what they call hero journeys. And that's basically a person, kind of an everyday person, uh, discovering that they have a, a bigger calling and working their way through who who they have been into who they're supposed to be and, and I think there was another phrase that you use I, that the movie people call monomyth is that right Yeah why uh-huh. don't you expand on that and then we'll use in one of your uh, movies as an example Okay um yes the hero journey I think was George uh, Joseph Campbell when he wrote on the myth uh used the term monomyth um but the hero journey is something that's known in literature and uh And what Campbell said, it's a story, a basic format of a story that's in all cultures at all times. And um, and actually, George Lucas took uh, the whole concept and made Star Wars out of it. And um, you'll find the hero journey in all the Pixar movies and the Disney movies and um, just uh, most movies have some version of it. And then the basic format is the hero is in an ordinary world and then he gets the call and he enters a special world and he goes down, down, down. It's always a descent and he goes into a great ordeal, um, a death-like situation, and then he's resurrected and has the road back and he goes back into the ordinary world. And what I want to suggest to your audience is Um, If you really look at all the stages in the hero journey, what you have is really the Christ story. Um, But people don't, in this world that we live in, don't connect it to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we have incarnation, the Lord Jesus Christ putting on flesh, coming into the special world. And um, then we have him going in the descent down into his death and crucifixion, his uh, ordeal, and then his resurrection and his ascension back into um, heaven. And a a pretty interesting revelation here, too, in that when you look at that, you can actually overlay the human plight as well. And exactly. Yeah, and through, exactly. through God, we, we, we can adapt these strengths that, you know, many movies use as the, hu- the superhuman revelation. And the superhuman revelation to us is 
uh, Christ in you, your hope of glory. So uh, exactly. I, I see where you're going with this, and it's remarkable. Go ahead. And, you know, there, yes. there was one movie in particular that we spoke about uh, that uh-huh. really speaks to this and would now be a good time to identify yeah, a, sure. a movie that was called The Gladiator with uh, Russell Crowe. Uh-huh. Why, don't, why don't you yeah. uh, carry this hero journey through there and encourage people uh, about that movie? Okay, well, um, Gladiator is a movie that touched a lot of people. It won Best Picture, Best Actor in the year 2000. It's a Ridley Scott movie, and Ridley Scott movies usually follow the hero journey. So, um, But the, the um, words that were on the posters for Gladiator, the uh, slogan for Gladiator was a general who became a slave, a slave who became a gladiator, a gladiator who defied an emperor. And what you have there are echoes of Philippians 2. You have the greatest general who becomes a slave. See, and um, if we would we would begin to think like this, we would begin to see more is what I want to encourage your listeners. Because um, the really the the key in Gladiator begins with the title. And in the theaters, the title appeared in black and white, and it was playing to the music progeny or offspring. And the whole theme of the movie is who is the true son? Who is the real son? And of course, Maximus, we, we love his character because he's the virtuous person. He is the virtuous one. Um, and he, he, uh, where we see the hero journey is in flashbacks, we see that his ordinary world was Spain. And that's a picture of Eden. It's the garden. It's where everything is alive and beautiful and his wife and child. And it's the walled garden of Eden. And then he's had to enter the special world of Rome. And in the movie opens in Germania with the last battle against death, the last stronghold. And Marcus Aurelius, the emperor, asks him and tells him that Rome is corrupt, and will he clean up Rome? And before he can answer the corrupt son, the other, the antithesis of Maximus, the Antichrist figure in this movie, Commodus, kills um, Marcus Aurelius, the father, and he usurps the throne. And um, Maximus uh, returns to his home in Spain, and his wife and son have been crucified. And in that scene, we get a glimpse of the father's heart. And then um, Maximus is taken down into the ordeal of Zucabar, which is a picture of Hades. It's um, where nothing is alive. Even the animals are sterile there. Everything is dead. And who he fights in the arena there are like demonic spirits. And then he is um, comes back to Rome. And the most glorious scene, the one that touches everyone, is his unmasking or unveiling in the arena. And that's right out of like the book of Revelation, the white horse. He's on a white horse with his sword dipped in blood, and he defeats the powers of darkness and um, defeats Commodus. And he tells um, the uh, emperor's daughter, Lucilla, that Lucius, the heir to Rome, is safe. And Lucius means light. The light is safe. He has saved it. 
And then in the end scene, there's this kind of, of him rising and then opening the door back into the garden. He's opened the garden again. He's opened paradise. So it's a beautiful picture of the, the hero journey. It's a beautiful picture of a Christ figure in a movie. Um, and if we don't begin to connect this for the world, they see these things, they touch their heart, but the church should be there saying, well, you see this, let me tell you the real story. Yes. So that's what my heart has been. And that is a remarkable heart cry. And there are a lot of people that, you know, we can watch movies and sometimes there are movies, there are movies that you just have to stay away from. But then there are also well, some yes. wholesome, wholesome movies, uh, and you, you know the whole theme of Gladiator. You think, well, this is you know uh, terrible fighting and blah blah and so forth and so on. You go, well, I can't see any redemption in that. But when you look into the depth of the story, it's right there. And you call it the hero journey. And my listening friend, what, yes. what God wants us to do is to go on our hero journey, not focusing on us as the hero, but uh, Jesus Christ in you. Uh, as being your hope of glory. And when you do that, you realize that you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. And so what Leslie Hand has done is she's identified a hundred movies that uh, tell this story and she gives uh, dialogue. She has written uh, content on how to identify these different things. And you also have uh, spent some time identifying the ways that other people can do the same thing. Have you not? We'll talk a little bit about that in the next segment as well. Okay. So, so let me, let me ask you. Uh, now, you've got a hundred movies that you've done this. Uh, what do what do you call it? Uh, I would call them more. They're more like um, like C.S. Lewis said. Most people look at things. Look at art, look at at a picture rather than looking along and through. He wrote a wonderful meditation called Meditation in a Tool Shed, where he explains what a looking along and through is about. And it's, um, you know, you're, you're not just looking at the movie. You're not just going in there. And when something stirs your heart, you should really begin to ask the Lord. Just yes. ask the Holy Spirit, why am I being stirred by this? Why does this movie haunt me? Why was I touched? Why did I get teary-eyed? You know, but oftentimes people, if they think it's, quote, just a movie, they go in, say that's entertaining, and walk out. And they never think that the Lord might be speaking to them in that movie. And how you can, if you, if the Lord's speaking to you, how you can you use that as a ministry tool to have the Lord speak to others as well? My listening friend, we're coming up against a break here. We have Leslie Hand of MovieGlimpse.com. MovieGlimpse.com. I encourage you to go to that on your uh, Google search, movieglimpse.com. But in the next segment, we're going to dig into a movie that has just been out, and many of you will have seen it, and I wonder if you've seen any uh, redeeming qualities to it. It's a movie called, are you ready for this? It's a remake. It's called Mary Poppins. (laughs) So we're going to have Leslie Hand talk about that movie in the next segment, but also how to help you, equip you to look for God things, and, you know, not only in movies, but in all of life how to discover God things that are going on and use that as ministry tools. So uh, uh, Leslie and I are going to talk more about that. And Mary Poppins as well in San Diego. It has been rainy, so you have your umbrellas handy anyway. (laughs) So Leslie Hand and Kaz, buckle up because we will be right back. 
Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Wouldn't it be nice to take a wholesome movie that you enjoyed and actually transform it into a ministry tool for all to watch? Uh, We're going to talk this last segment of this first hour with Leslie Hand of MovieGlimpse.com on how that can happen. But we also want to talk a little bit about a movie that is just freshly released. Many of you, especially if you have kids, will have seen Mary Poppins, uh, the, the remake of Mary Poppins. Uh, great uh, visual effects and everything else, but it, it's a it tr- it's a tremendous story if you know how to look and you can use that uh, as a ministry tool as well. So, Leslie, are you ready to uh, jump on into that? I am. I am, Kaz. Yes, Mary Poppins Returns. I mean, it's been 54 years since Walt Disney released the first Mary Poppins, and um, it's a beloved favorite. But I have to say that this movie is, I think, every bit as good as the first one. And um, here again, the the importance of thinking analogically, imagistically, and sacramentally. That's how um, men like C.S. Lewis and J. R.R. Tolkien think, and it's so different from how we think. But if we look at images and symbols, the movie begins um, in a beautiful way. It begins with a torchlight, and the narrator of the the film, Jack, the lamplighter, is putting out the gas lights in London, and he begins to sing a song, and I want to suggest that this song is an invitation. It's really a profound invitation um, to look at the world as two compartments, heaven and earth. He, Jack the Lamplighter, lives in a two-realm world. He lives open to heaven. And the song that he sings, Under the Lovely London Sky, um, the lyrics are incredible because it's to look up. He says, when light comes into the world, there are lots of treasures to be found. Don't be blue. You know, the light shines through. See, light, light, light. It gives you a different point of view. A new day, a new song, blessings from above. Stay in today. Those are all the lyrics. And he is the one that is taking, you know, and as he sings this song, um, the camera, this is what's cool about images. The camera shows the London sky and it shows the skyline with St. And it focuses on St. Paul's Cathedral with the cross on top. Mm -hmm. The movie is bracketed beginning and ending. So it bookends. So everything that's saying, everything that takes place is in a world that is connected, heaven and earth, because we know that it is the cross of Jesus Christ that connected heaven and earth together. And God's one good creation has been brought back together in the cross. And so then uh, we're introduced to Jane and Michael and the, and, and the, the, the great slump 
He call it's called the Great Slump. The Depression has hit number seventeen Cherry Tree Lane, and yet the really the Great Slump in this movie is death. Oh my! This is the Great Slump, death, and the death brings disorder, depression, debt, and despair into Michael Banks's life and house. He's lost his wife, and um. He sings a beautiful song in the beginning, a conversation with his wife, and it ends with, Kate, where did you go? He's lost his faith. He's lost his faith, and he shuts down his heart and closes it. And um, so who is Mary Poppins? Um, Mary Poppins comes in, and it's a powerful scene now. Um, the kite, uh, little Georgie Banks is flying. The kite his father has thrown away, and it's flying. And Mary Poppins comes holding the kite. She comes down out of the other dimension of wow. heaven. <laughs> now, if you don't live in a two-realm world, if you just live on Earth— who do you think Mary Poppins is? Well, you think she's magic. You think it's just fantasy. You could think she's a witch. You could think anything. But if you live in a world that's connected, heaven and earth, as two parts of one God's one good creation, she's the ministering spirit of Hebrews 1.14, sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation. My. She's an angel. My. Let, me, and, let, me, um, let me just interject here because I always have to watch the sure. clock, and I'm sorry about that because the yeah, hour the hour, hour goes fast yes, doesn't it Leslie? it goes fast <laughs> so so <laughs> the, how remarkable i guess what's the point is find the t- the teachable moments in a movie or in life endeavors and take your children for example and walk them through the teachable moments and show christ within all these different things and uh, use it as a powerful evangelistic tool i'll tell you something when a child sees a movie they want to see it a hundred times and that's in the first day and after that they want to see it more but the point of the matter is they memorize these things and it's easier to communicate a point when they've already got it drilled in so let me let me yeah, switch gears just absolutely. a little bit. I only have about two or three minutes mm-hmm. left sure. in, the, in this last segment. So do, do these hundred movies, they're listed on movieglimpse.com. Yes. And now, is there? do you have a recommended way for these people to find these hundred movies, or are they kind of on their own to find oh, them? Oh, there's a movie directory, and you just hit on the movie directory, and you can pick up your favorite movie. You can read down through it. You know, it's very simple. It's a simple website that was created, um, and um, I have some wonderful helpers that, um, you know, help me with it. Um, because the writing, you, you wouldn't believe the amount of time that it takes to just write one of these. Oh, I'll bet. You know, I'll bet. Uh, <laughs> now you can uh, appreciate the writers of the Bible. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> they had yeah. to work a little bit on that as well as Holy Spirit exactly. directed them. <laughs> now, but I'm talking about, now these, some of these movies may be out of print or unavailable, or are they, do you have a way that people can find these, or are they pretty much on their own? Well, actually usually they're just, they're just available through streaming, you know, yes. or Redbox. I mean, I don't think, um, most of them are from the year 2000 on. I mean, there's only a few, like a uh, sound of music and a, a few that go back, you know, before that. So most of them are, you know, in the last 18 years. Yes. Um, and some of these so, movies, you, you, it's, it's worth the seeking them out. It's worth see, seeking oh, them out because uh, they are burgeoning with truths. And yeah. I want to make Especially instru- if you 
see a movie and you think, well, what was that? You know, um, you might check it out because it might be one, you know, there's 110 or 15 up there now. So you, you might find it there. Yes. Or, or you, uh, we've got about a minute and a half left. I'm sorry that the, uh-huh. the, the, the segment goes so quickly, Leslie. But do you have a word of wisdom to our listening friends that, that, that if they want to uh, begin doing this kind of thing themselves and take the poignant uh, points of a movie yeah, and use them I as would ministry say, tools? Definitely. Well, I would just say begin looking for Jesus Christ everywhere. This is his world. You know, he's here. He's speaking. Um, and when something really touches your heart, begin to look for him wherever that is, whether it's music or art or movies or whatever. He's He's not compartmentalized. You know, he's not frozen in Palestine uh, 2,000 years ago or in the clouds coming in glory. He is here. He's on the throne right now, and he's speaking and moving. And so you ought to be looking for him everywhere. Don't compartmentalize your life. That's what I would say. <laughs> Live good. in his kingdom. Hallelujah. <laughs> Le- Leslie Hand, thank you for your innovation in MovieGlimpse.com. My listening friend, I, I encourage you to go to MovieGlimpse.com and and. Uh, kind of stroll through some of her hundred plus movies there and uh, then go find them and then take her uh, exposés about them and have those help you use these movies as evangelical tools, which, and the broader picture, which Leslie mentioned to us all as well is life is full of these teachable moments. Don't let them pass by as a mom and dad or as a leader or husband and wife even. When you see mm-hmm. these things, bring Christ into it and all of a sudden the yes. truths of Christ will be enriching in your life as well. So, yes. Leslie, thank you for joining me this hour. Thank it went so you, fast. I... <laughs> yes. Are you still there? Did thank you go? Thank you so much. Okay, it's, it's a pleasure. Leslie Hand, MovieGlimpse.com. My listening friend, it's an honor to have her on for the first hour. Well, Leslie Hand of MovieGlimpse.com has given us some uh, helpful ways to find those teachable moments and move into them. In our second hour, we're going to actually talk uh, about San Diego and beyond. And we have a person who was actually the uh, one of the guest hosts from the of the very first show almost a year ago, and he is back. His name is Chris Leeper and 40 Days of Hope. And, and speaking of teachable moments, there are going to be plenty of teachable moments in the things that he has to share about what God is doing in San Diego. But beyond San Diego, what he's doing to and through you in the upcoming 40 days and beyond. Chris Leeper and Kaz Taylor will be back in the next hour. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County. AM 1210, San Diego. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world. And welcome to the second hour of Come Together San Diego. Uh, it was, I think it was about 50 shows ago, almost a year, that uh, this my guest uh, co-host was in the studio with me as we launched the very first show. And it was the same theme. This happens uh, yearly now. And Chris Leeper is, I, I call him Chris, but he's pastor, reverend, 
<laughs> Powerhouse. Chris is fine. <laughs> Chris is fine. Well, you could call me sir. No, I'm kidding. So Chris Leeper and his, his one of his heart cries is 40 Days of Hope. And this is uh, how many years, uh, Chris, has this uh, been going on so far, 40 Days of Hope? So the 40 Days of Hope has been about five years. Yes. But it uh, goes all the way back to 1995 where the California Prayer Walk, 40 Days to Palm Sunday, they started the prayer walk here in San Diego and walked all the way up to San Francisco and arrived in San Francisco on Palm Sunday, just declaring uh, and striking the ground in prayer and and seeking the Lord. Uh, Michael Griffiths and, and Steve Hawthorne and Lou Engle were a part of that prayer walk in 1995, and we were able to, to reach into those deep roots of prayer mm-hmm. that had been happening back then to uh, begin 40 Days of Hope yes. here in, in San Diego. You know, there's a scripture in Psalm 2, 8. It says, Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your heritage and the end of the earth your possession. And we're, we're kind of taking a bite of that, and we're using San Diego County and California as our first target, aren't we? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that's the Father. What well, you're quoting, that's the Father asking the Son. How do we think Jesus responded? He said, Father, give me the nations. And we are praying and crying out saying, Father, give us San Diego. Give us California. Allow us, Lord, to bring glory to your son. That's right. And 40 days is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just to get us thinking about this and get us kind of in a unified mind and heart. And then beyond that, from throughout the year and beyond, we're seeing kind of a synergy happening in San Diego County. I've seen it. And that's what the whole show Come Together San Diego is all about is how we're called to come together. And the 40 Days of Hope is exactly that heart cry beyond denominational lines, beyond a pastoral doctrine or anything like that. We're coming together in, in Jesus Christ and it's amazing what happens. So tell us a little bit more. So uh, first of all, I want to give you the dates. It's March 6th coming up through April 14th, and it's uh, it's 40 days to Palm Sunday. And basically, it's uniting around the things that we value. We all pray. We all believe in prayer. So can we pray together? We all believe in fasting, even though we don't like to do it. <laughs> can we fast together? We believe in worship. We believe in outreach. Can we do it together for 40 days? Can we learn from one another? Some churches in, in our regions are really good at outreach. Some, some churches are really good at worship. Some churches just have a fire and a passion for prayer. Can we learn from one another? Can we unite together? I call 40 Days of Hope really baby steps yes. to unity. And it, and it stems from Psalm 133, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. The word unity there actually means harmony. The Lord is calling for the body of Christ to harmonize together, to share one another's gifts, and to unite around the things that we value. And that's what the 40 Days of Hope is that starts on March 6th. And so at the end of Psalm 133, it says, for there the Lord commands the blessing life forevermore. And a good friend of mine said that that scripture can also be translated sustained revival. So we, we're all crying out for revival. But what what is God saying to us as the body of Christ? He's saying, unite, yes. humble yourself. He wants to knit a new wineskin that he can pour his spirit into. Yes. And so we started this five years ago on Second Street in El Cajon. The mayor of El Cajon came to us and said, you know, the church, the, the, the government has done everything that we can do, but we've got serial inebriants, we've got underage drinkers, we've got 
uh, they're buying liquor underage. We've got businesses that are suffering. We've got homeless. And and the, the mayor said, can the church help us? And 25 churches came together to pray Second Street, to minister to the homeless, to pray for the businesses, and the Lord transformed and began to move in that time yes. on Second Street. And, and it's kind of expanded, too. I mean, you talk about the churches, but it's not only church. the churches. I mean, there are businesses that can be involved, yes. right, and individuals that can be involved as well. So don't be sitting around going, you know, uh, I wonder if my church is going to do anything. You can, First of all, you can encourage your church to do something, but it's not a closed door. You can be involved in so many different ways, can't you, Chris? Yes. So so go to 40daysofhope.net. Mm-hmm. We have prayer prompts that you can sign up for. Definitely sign up for those so you can get fed every day, uh, prayer prompts, devotions, videos, and you can pray with us. So that's the very first thing is, can you pray with us? Whether you're a government leader, a business leader, uh, a church member in the marketplace, an educator, whoever you are, can you pray with us? Go to 40daysofhope.net, sign up for our prayer prompts, get get connected. There's all kinds of resources on there. We also have a, a Facebook page called 40 Days of Hope. Go there like us there, and, and get connected with us. But I, I want to also give you a little bit of, a, of the narrative. Uh, we went from 2nd Street, then we began to expand to East County, and then to San Diego. And last year, the Lord gave us uh, a verse, and it comes from Isaiah 62. Uh, and and I, I didn't remember where it came from when he gave, us, when he gave me this, this, but he said, You shall no longer, this is what I heard the Lord say, you shall no longer be called California, but Beulah, for the Lord delights in you. And I'd actually forgotten where that came from. But in Isaiah 62, I want to read some of this to you because I believe it's the narrative of California because this year... The San Diego is the springboard into all of California, all the way up to Eureka. They are joining us in 40 days of hope for California. And this is the narrative the Lord is beginning to speak to us. And I'm going to replace the word Zion with California in Isaiah 62. It says, for Zion's sake, for California's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem or California's sake, again, I will not be quiet until her righteousness, the righteousness that comes from the Lord, comes out of California, goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall see your righteousness, California, and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken. Isn't that what many people talk about California? You And your land shall no longer be termed desolate, but you shall be called my delight or Hepzibah is in her. My delight is in her and your land Beulah or married for the Lord delights in you and your land shall be married for as the young man marries the young woman and so shall your sons marry you and a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you, California. My. This is the narrative the Lord wants California to understand. And this is what the 40 Days of Hope is about. It's about, about Isaiah 62. It's about 
Watchmen on the Wall goes on to talk about Watchmen on the Wall. It begins us crying out together, a united bride. Guys, listen, imagine the body of Christ throughout California praying similar prayers together. Just that. Don't even count the fasting. Don't even count the worship that we're doing. Don't even count the outreach. Just that alone will transform California. Yes, and boy, I'll tell you what, Chris. My friends, if you've listened to the news and watched the elections and things, California needs help. California needs help, and a lot of people just don't know what to do. One of the main things that we need to do is seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek the Lord and entrust him to do these things, and he's going to give us assignments. One of the assignments, first of all, is to get relationship horizontally with other believers. So if one can chase 1,000, two can chase 10,000, I mean, do the math. If you've got people throughout San Diego County and the, the counties to the north as well, all joining together with one voice. Bible talks yes. about the voice of many waters. Yes. When you get this together, it's unstoppable. My listening friend, in your heart of hearts, you said, what can I do? Well, this could be a start right here. And uh, Chris Leeper and I are going to be bringing some other people on to the show that have have played and are playing a key role in this. But you know, one person that is going to play a key role that you know very well, look in the mirror. It's Y-O-U. And don't sit around going, well, what can I do? What can I do? This is one of those tools that God is giving you right now. So we ask you to pay heed to what God is saying through Chris and the, and his experience with 40 Days of Hope and 40daysofhope.net. You might want to visit that. But we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about this, but how other people can be involved. And we're going to be bringing somebody in who has some experience in some areas dealing with uh, prayer and pastors and things like that in the next segment. So, Chris, uh, are you game for the whole hour? Yes, okay. absolutely. Very my, excited. <laughs> my listening friend, Chris Leeper and Kaz will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And welcome back. I'm your Come Together San Diego host, Kaz Taylor, and 40 Days of Hope director, Chris Leeper, who's one of my favorite people. We've known one another for a number of years, Chris, and I always see you in the thick of things. And uh, one of the things that you're in the thick of right now is this 40 Days of Hope. And my friend, it's tied to 40daysofhope.net, and it's uh, March 6th through April 14th. Yes. And we on the last segment, we talked a little bit about bringing some other people in who have been embedded in this for a number of years as well that have also have hearts for unity in the body of Christ. And uh, why don't you introduce our one of our both of our favorite people right here? Yes. So Barry, Pastor Barry Sappington from Cross Point Life Church has been a part of the 40 days for a number of years. And he's had an he's had an opportunity to experience uh, our prayer gatherings and our unity and and what's happening with the pastors that are connecting, and also what's coming out of our prayers. And so, Pastor Barry, uh, I would like to to invite you to share, you know, what's on your heart uh, in those areas. Barry Sappington, dear friend in San Diego County, and a, a leader of leader and a pastor of pastors. Barry Sappington, lay hey. it on us, man. Amen. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Fine, Barry. Great. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, super excited about being on here again. Last, I think last year we might have had the privilege of uh, of sharing a little bit about 40 Days of Hope. And I think what, what I really feel like God is doing right now in the region with leaders, with pastors, and I really feel like he's putting wind in our sail. We're all, I really believe we're all headed towards something that he is uh, preparing. 
And I don't know that we know exactly what it looks like, but I know there's something brewing. There's something exciting in the atmosphere. And I really believe that uh, much of what we're experiencing comes uh, because of 40 Days of Hope. Not completely all of that, but, I mean, a lot of it, I do believe, is because we've got pastors that are gathering together. They're dreaming together. They're praying together. They're, they're being vulnerable one with another. And I think there's something profound about a, a leader, a pastor laying down pride and just saying, listen, I don't know, I really don't know what I'm doing, but all I know is I want God to move in my life and in my, my congregation, in my business. I just want him to do something in and through me. So good. So good, Pastor Barry. Uh, you know, I, we have been in these meetings together. You know, this this year will mark a number of years where we had noonday prayer with the pastors and yeah. and how how, you know, I felt like it was a birthing place. It was a war room. Uh, what was your sense about that time when we when we came together Monday through Friday? I mean, it's pretty much unheard of pastors for 40 days. Monday through Friday are meeting for noonday prayer every day. And uh, tell tell me a little bit about what your take is on that. One of my favorite things that we've done. Um, there's something really excited about walking into. A, it happens to be Crosspoint Life Church in La Mesa that we've gathered in. But whatever building you gather in, and you come under the 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 auspices of, we invite you, King Jesus. We invite you, Jesus, to come invade our time, invade our worship, invade our prayers, and then and then to watch throughout the building. You know, different men and women that are just, they kind of find their sweet spot in the building and they're like walking back and forth and they're pacing the building and they're declaring and they're praying and they're believing and, and then going up to a little whiteboard and, and putting the prayer of that day up on the whiteboard that says, this is what I believe God's speaking today. This is where we're headed. This is how God's going to unite our hearts. And, and, and I think that when we come together, the conclusion you know, with whoever is gathered, there just seems to be this, this, uh, this atmosphere of unified hearts. Like, Lord, you're doing something so precious and so wonderful. So I love it, man. I think it's significant. I love to see these kinds of groups throughout the north, south, east, and west of San Diego, all throughout the county. So, Pastor Barry, we only have a couple minutes uh, uh, before break, but tell us a little bit about how City Hope was sort of birthed out of some of this prayer and God giving you guys uh, uh, ideas and direction. Yeah, easy to do. Matthew 16 talks about, uh, and it says that you are the church on this rock. Excuse me, you are the rock on this church. I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. We really believe that that church isn't just a local congregation, but it's, it's the church scattered. It's the church gathered and scattered. So we really believe that God called our congregation to do something more and simply got gathered on Sunday. And we created a nonprofit called City Hope and began to dream about a way that we could release our team, specifically Danny Womack, who's our executive director of City Hope, and release her into the public square, into the city of La Mesa in particular, and begin to dream about ways that we could actually impact our community and not just expect everyone to come through our doors but to believe that we could be the church wherever we gather outside the walls. And profound things have begun to happen just in the last 18 to 20 months. Yes, Barry, one of the things that I've noticed, because I was involved 
last year, and I, 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 when you talk about different people, find different places uh, during the week to pray. One walks one side of the uh, auditorium, one walks another. Other people come down the middle. Other people are in the middle uh, wiggling around yeah. and praying. <laughs> I loved it. But one of the <laughs> things that I've seen is, is beyond 40 days uh, of engaged focus, what happens is that carries on in relationships through the entire year. And when, when you know, sometimes there are things that happen in San Diego County, and when you've got a partner that are in different denominations, different flavors, and you've all, we've all been steeped in having relationship, then it's easier for us to get together and move the needle in a godly way, even beyond the 40 days of hope. Isn't that right, Barry? No question. No question. I think, I think Chris would attest to this, that one of, one of our favorite things to do is when we meet on Thursdays, every single uh, once a week, every month, uh, at, at, at Meridian Baptist in El Cajon, and you got 12, 14, 15, 16 people sitting around this this uh, this table area and looking face-to-face with one another and, and opening up their heart and saying, will you pray for me? I want to pray for you. I want to bless you today. I want to encourage you today. How can we do this together? How can we advance the kingdom? And that comes because of, of times like this where we gather together and pray. Yeah, and I just want to say to those who are listening, that we're coming into this uh, this 40 Days of Hope, March 6th through April 14th, and we can look back and say, God answered so many different prayers. He's united so many different pastors and leaders and yeah. business leaders yeah. together. And we're looking ahead with great expectation, believing that as we pray and seek the Lord and fast together, that God is going to answer our prayers. He is answering and he's going to answer our prayers. So I want to encourage you to join us because there is hope for your life. There is hope for your yeah. region. There is hope for your congregations. There is hope for California. Yes, yes. Yeah. Barry, a little insight here from you. Years ago, when we, you and Chris and I have been around for a, number, a few decades in San Diego County and have an opportunity to look at things, the, the whole idea of pastors kind of sharing their heart with other pastors and doing this thing as a joint effort rather than this is me, my mind, and this is my ministry, and here's what we're going to do, that has is transitioning. Don't you sense that it's transitioning in a very major way so that God's saying, okay, now I can open the door to do these great things because you guys aren't <laughs> fighting against each other anymore so much. Want to talk? We've got about a minute and a half, so uh, lay it on us quickly, and then I'm going to have Chris close this section segment. Yeah, no question, no question at all. I really believe that we're seeing um, real breakthrough in San Diego when it comes to just recognizing that what we're building or what we have built, even kind of the Tower of Babel premise, we've built these towers up in the clouds. And then some people have made a name for themselves and haven't made Jesus famous in what they've built. Mm. I really feel like the Lord's convicting and, and provoking us to move into a place where what we build is kingdom. What we're building is something that brings transformation and reformation, not just to a congregation, but to communities throughout San Diego. And I'm, I'm sold out to it. I know Chris is sold out to it. Kaz, you're sold out to it. We just want to see his kingdom come and his will be done in San Diego. Yes, yes. And Chris, would you do the favor uh, on this? And uh, you can say your amens as, as we go here too, Barry. But as, as, as at the close of this section right now, the segment right now, would you speak to the uh, speak a prayer of declaration for San Diego and how yeah. he has string the people together? Just maybe a thirty second version. And I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have Pastor Barry close that, and then we'll go to the next segment. Yes. So I, I just want to say this. That Jesus has a prayer in John 17 that we would be one just as the Father 
is one with the sun. And so, Lord, I just declare that San Diego will Jesus. be one, California, the believers will be one yeah. throughout this state, and that Jesus will receive the reward of his suffering, and he will be glorified, <laughs> and and that the, the glory of the Lord would fill California. Yes, yes. Barry Sappington, your 32nd uh, version on this from uh, Cross Point Life Church. Barry Sappington. Yeah, Father, we thank you. We come into agreement with what Chris has prayed. And we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for the history of San Diego. God, we honor all the pioneers that have gone before us and fought so hard and fought so well. And we stand on their shoulders today. And, Father, we ask that in this season we would see something we've never seen before, uh, really a new wineskin be imported with new wine, and we'd be bold enough and courageous to step into it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. My listening friend, I hope you're getting stirred here. These are just a couple of the pastors of the multitude of pastors and other leaders of leaders in San Diego County involved in the 40 Days of Hope, and you can find out more uh, about that at 40daysofhope.net, March 6th through 14th. Pastor Barry, thank you for inspiring so many people, and Chris and I are going to be delving into some other leaders of leaders in this show. And you you think Barry's on fire. Wait till you meet some of these other people. They're all on fire for what the Lord is doing. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Barry, thanks for joining us on this segment. Love you guys. Thank you. Pastor Barry Barry Sappington, Cross Point Life Church. Well, Chris, there we go. I think we're setting the stage for some more stuff. My listening friend, we've got a commercial break here. Then we're coming right back with some other people that are involved in outreach and other things. You're going to be amazed because these outreaches are not only going to touch you, but you are going to touch others in them. My listening friend, Chris Leeper and Kaz will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Hi, San Diego. This is Pastor Larry Peltier of Beach Chapel, Encinitas. Lord, we pray for grace and favor for all of San Diego, all those who are homeless, who are sick, who need help. We just thank you, God. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And we're back with Pastor Chris Leeper the director of 40 Days of Hope at 40daysofhope.net. It's an outreach that uh, happens yearly. March This this year, it's March 6th through April 14th. Chris, and I'm I'm sensing God is stirring a lot of different people, and you've got people in different uh, pivotal places to impact different parts of this vision. And uh, one of the one of the parts is outreach. And so why don't you do an inter- introduction to our next guest? I think my listening friend, you will love it because here's the deal. God wants you involved as well. And maybe in one piece or another, but this piece is dealing with outreach. And there's certainly areas of outreach where you can not only be involved, but impactful. Chris, do the introduction. Yes, uh, there's there's a number of pillars in the 40 days. The first is uh, prayer and fasting, worship creating a, a canopy of worship over California, over San Diego, and then outreach. And, uh, and so uh, uh, my good friend, Pastor Martin Meza from Victory Outreach in El Cajon, uh, is on the line with us, and, and he's going to be sharing some of uh, his own testimony about the 40 Days of Hope and how it's impacted him and his congregation, but also uh, 
at the very end of the 40 days of hope, the last week, we call it love week. And it's a random act. It's expressions of God's love in the region. So we're going to be praying and fasting and then releasing God's love the last <laughs> week of the 40 days. Pastor Martin Meza, Victory Outreach. How are you doing, Pastor? Doing great. Good to hear you. Thank you for uh, this invitation, Kaz and Chris. It's a pleasure, Chris. It's, it's our pleasure. And, and, and Pastor Martin, uh, first, just, just tell us a little bit about how the 40 days you've been uh, uh, running with us for a couple of years and God has impacted you. Last year, our theme was, Is There Not a Cause?, and I know that the Lord ministered to you that year, and this year is welcoming the King of Glory into California. But how has the 40 Days of Hope personally impacted you and your congregation? Well, I think, uh, first of all, you know, 40 Days of Hope has really served as a, um, a rallying point to really just kind of focus what does God, what does the Father want to do in the East County? And I believe through 40 Days of Fast, you know, last year it was, it was there not a cause, and you know, just with the uh, everyday noontime prayer and gathering together and really talking about what does God want to do, what does God want to do, and see Him do that throughout the process has really uh, been like a rallying point as to, okay, what does God want to do in the city? How is is God moving? And being able to gather and be able to talk and, and conversate with other pastors of the city, be able to hear what God is doing in them has really served as, as a point, like as a focal point, like this is what God is doing right now. Let's jump in, let's get in the boat, and let's begin to rock the boat and begin to see God do great things. And so 40 Days of Hope has always has, has been a, a time where I'm able to uh, partner with other pastors, partner with the body of Christ. And really, um, you know, that experience for me has gotten me to the question, how can I get my congregation to experience what I've, what I've experienced for the 40 days to a greater degree. And that's where uh, Love Week, you know, really, really came in for me because, you know, outreach is in the name of my church, you know, Victory Outreach, you know, and I believe <laughs> that has called me to, to be a forerunner in this area. And I really felt last year, you know, during Love Week, I felt like, man, if we were to do this at a citywide scale, as a as, as scale, and be able to go out and, you know everything God has done in the last uh, in the last uh, few weeks. You know in the last week, finish it off by uh, letting others know uh, about Christ, and then also letting others know that there is a body, there is a church, there is an ecclesia in the East County that's not just a meeting in the four walls of the church on a Sunday, but it's also about going out and taking the gospel, going on, letting other people know that there is hope and, and that, uh, you know, they could be transformed by Jesus Christ. Yes. Pastor Martin Meza, Victory Outreach. When you are overseeing uh, the, the ministry component called outreach, outreach is a pretty broad term. So I guess part of it is you don't, you're not necessarily mandating specifically what other church or other believers do, but help us understand your definition of outreach from that context and how not only other pastors and churches, but parachurch and other individual believers as well can be involved. So lay it on us, Pastor. Yeah, you know, one of the things that, you know, I was reading the scriptures where, you know, the Pharisees had asked Jesus, uh, when will the kingdom come? And Jesus said this, you know, the kingdom is not going to come, you know, as as, as this thing, you know, but the kingdom is already here and the kingdom is within you. And so outreach has to do with us taking the kingdom with us everywhere we go. We take the kingdom into work. We take the kingdom into our families. We take the kingdom. We just go to go get a haircut and we're talking to our barber. You know, we bring the kingdom with us and we let others know 
that, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is the answer. Not so much planned, not so much, you know, we're going to go on this day, but always everywhere we go, you know, taking the kingdom with us. And I believe that is one of the discussions when I first came into the group, you know, what we were, we were having with the other pastors about, you know, being the ecclesia, being the called out ones and bringing Jesus to the marketplace and bringing Jesus to our workplace and, you know, influencing uh, the sphere around us. And so I think that's a pretty powerful concept that you know our church our church members need to really uh, get a hold of because sometimes church members wait for a specific day oh we're going to go evangelize oh we're going to go do this but when we get hold get a hold of the concept bring the kingdom wherever we go i believe that's where it becomes very impactful i believe that's where god sets up uh you know uh what i like to call um you know um uh, encounters with other people where it was yes. planned kind of like a, a john Ford with a samaritan woman it was it, it was it was a, an opportune time and you know that's why i believe you know evangelism becomes powerful when we're not doing it out of a duty but we're doing it because it's in us oh that's so good you know uh part of the love week is is based on the you know the passage where it says who's your neighbor and you know jesus w- uses the worst case scenario but sometimes we even forget that we have literal neighbors. And I remember one one uh, year as a family, we began to pray, how can we love our neighbors? And we saw one neighbor uh, had a tree that was overgrown. And so we went out and actually trimmed that tree. And another other mm-hmm. neighbors, they needed their, mo- their lawns mowed. And so we, as a family, began to mow lawns. And, and, and there was other times... Uh, during Christmas where we prayed and asked the Lord for words for our neighbors and we wrote a card to each one of our neighbors and some of them months later came and said, man, that card wrecked me. Yes. And so that's that's sort of what Love Week is all about. It's random acts of kindness. It's being yes. led by the Holy Spirit. It's uh, it's united together and saturating an yes. expression of what of what the Lord wants to reveal his nature to our region. Yes. yes through his people. And, 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 I, and I think that speaks louder than words. I yes. think that will resonate within them and say, wow, they came and they, you know, I didn't even ask for this, and, and they just did it on their own. That right there opens up the door for the gospel to be shared. Yes, and Pastor Mart, Martin uh, Mazel, wouldn't you say, and Chris, that once it's it's kind of, uh, there's, a, there's a process of developing a habit, thought, action, uh, uh, thought action uh, and then it gets into habit and character and one of the things that God wants us to do is begin doing random acts uh, of kindness and right now there's a there's a venue where this can be started but once you do that it can be kind of captivating on you as well and all what happens if all of San Diego all the believers in San Diego do these random acts of kindness and love not just for 40 days not for just one week but for the entire year can you believe how many people's lives will be changed can you be, believe how many people will say I, I met somebody, I, I want to get to know them more, and all of a sudden you have this community called the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ in San Diego County and beyond. How remarkable, Chris. And, you know, the 40 Days of Hope is really, the one of the purposes of it is for it to be catalytic. So we want to create an atmosphere where where you can you can begin to express these things that we're talking about, but it's it's catalytic, so it it leads to the rest of your year, just what you're saying, Kaz. And, and uh, Pastor Martine, I just we only have a couple of minutes left, but tell us uh, how the Lord put it in your heart to have an event before the, before Love Week to rally the body of Christ. 
Well, I, I really, I really have been blessed by forty days. I, actually, I've really been blessed by by gathering every Thursday and hearing everybody. And really, this this stems out of me having the question, Lord, how can the church experience what I'm experiencing? Because, as I shared before, you know, I really feel unity at that meeting on a whole nother level that I've never experienced. And so my question was, Lord, how can we, how can the church experience this level of unity? And I really felt Lord saying, well, you know, uh, you look at Love Week. And, and I felt like Love Week would be the perfect opportunity to mobilize his, mobilize his ecclesia and, 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 and cross-pollinate congregations and have others see others and talk to others that are already maybe doing some things that maybe they would like to do out in the community and really just build a brotherhood and a sisterhood to a level of unity that we've not seen before. Oh, I love it. Pastor Martin Meza, Victory Outreach, El Cajon. Thank you for not only joining us on the, the show today, but also thank you for your, your investment and uh, involvement, not only in San Diego County as the church uh, Victory Outreach, but also as the church in San Diego County. We're so honored to have you. And my listening friend, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm thrilled. And Chris, I know you're thrilled as well. We've got a break that we have to do here, but we're going to continue talking with other leaders in San Diego County. And you're going to be amazed uh, not only at some of the leadership and the quality of leadership, but you're going to be amazed at opportunities for you as well. The 40 Days of Hope, 40 Days of Hope dot net march 6th through april 14th uh, we really encourage you to dig into that website find out opportunities to do things and don't just sit around do them and we're going to talk more about that chris leeper and kaz yeah. as we come back more come together san diego with kaz taylor is next fm 106.1 and am 1210 k praise now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Man, these two hours go so quickly. We just barely get started, it seems like, Chris Lieber. Chris Lieber is my co-host here on Come Together San Diego for this second hour. Chris Lieber is the director of 40 Days of Hope here in San Diego, which actually begins March 6th through April 14th. Right, Chris? Yes. And uh, we've spent some time the first uh, few segments introducing some other people. So, Chris, why should we stop? Amen. There's a topic that we want to talk about in this segment, Chris. You, you're talking about saturating or saturate USA or saturate San Diego, saturate California. And the whole idea about saturating is think about it, my friend. If 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 the, the if the rain has saturated uh, in in San Diego County, that means it's deep enough to be sustained. To be sustained, not just a passing uh, shower. It's sustainable, and so I think that's what you want. What our heart cry is for this whole idea about saturate San Diego and beyond. Chris, why don't you do the introduction? Sure. So, so just to give a little, uh, a little bit more. Forty days of hope is about prayer and fasting, and what are we praying for? What 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 are we fasting for? We're fasting for transformation. Mm. We're we're seeking the Lord to change California, but a part of that change. It's souls being saved yes. and being transformed. And so that's what Saturate San Diego is about. And I have a, a, a friend of mine, uh, Kurt Hansley, on the line. And he is from Maranatha Chapel uh, with Pastor Ray Bentley. And there's an initiative coming to San Diego. Uh, and it's actually right around the same time as our love week, as we just shared in the last segment. And so we're we're praying and fasting 
for for to saturate San Diego and and Kurt, why don't you share uh, what what is saturate San Diego? Oh well, thanks, Kaz and Chris, for having me on uh, Come Together San Diego. I really appreciated. Uh, saturate San Diego is an outreach where we are taking a gospel tract, the Jesus film and a local church invitation to all 1.2 million homes here in San Diego County. So I love what you guys are talking about as far as uh, Pastor Martin just mentioned bringing Jesus to the marketplace and to our neighborhoods. And this is just one very practical way that every church can get involved and every church can uh, come together and go into every single neighborhood. And we're going to give these three things, uh, an invitation to that church, a Jesus film, and a gospel tract to every single home. One of the things that strike me is the churches are interdenominational. There may be churches that are a Baptist or Pentecostal or, you know, any, any number of, of different, you know, Wesleyan or any number of different denominations. But the whole idea when a person sees and hears this, they go, oh, what's going on here? All these different denominations that are getting together. That's a miracle of miracles. And God says, yes, it is, my friend. And you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Kurt, uh, uh, let me lie. I, I just need to say Ray Bentley is one of my favorite peeps in all the world. I've had a chance to meet with him a little bit, and he has a real heart after God and the church in San Diego and beyond. Chris? So I want you to imagine for a minute that uh, 1.2 million homes are going to receive the gospel and they're going to receive an invitation. And, uh, and, and Kurt, tell us the dates again that, that, that you're going to be, that we're going to be going into San Diego. All right. Well, the, the key dates here, if you want your church to be involved, we're going to have a kickoff luncheon on February 21st. It's only 12 days from now. So you need to ask your uh, pastor, your head pastor, your missions pastor to come to that lunch. You can sign up for it at saturatesandiego.org. And then uh, the uh, products are all paid for. So the Jesus films, the uh, gospel tracks, and the bags, and all the maps uh, of where you go. It's all paid for and all shipped to you. And then uh, uh, that'll be in you know the second half of March. And then we're going to target the three Saturdays before Easter Sunday. So that would be April 6th, 13th, and 20th for the days that we actually saturate the 1.2 million homes. Wow. Let me, let me interject something here, my friends. Uh, many of you are not pastors, but you certainly know pastors or you're a friend with your pastor. This is a good time for you to say, hey, pastor, let me tell you about something that's going on and it's called Saturate USA and it has to deal with this film and it has to do with uh, bringing people in and evangelizing them and sh- sharing about our church. My, my listening friend, I think you might want to do something like that, Chris. So now I want you to think about this. We're going to be praying and fasting starting March 6th uh, all the way through April 14th. And, and, and the very April 14th is Palm Sunday, and the very next Sunday is Easter. And so what a wonderful time to combine this outreach with prayer and fasting, believing that people will look at these uh, uh, that the Jesus film video, they will watch it. They'll encounter the Lord through the gospel and they will go 
to church, the church that invites them. And so so you you're, you may not be a pastor, but you can certainly volunteer to pass these uh, gospel packets out to your homes, to your region, to your neighborhood, and so that we can saturate every home with the gospel and pray that they open it, pray that they that they receive the Lord and come to your church. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> And Kurt said, absolutely, amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> uh, any other words of encouragement? We have just a couple of minutes left here, Kurt, but I, I, wanna, I want you to take the, the platform that you have here and just encourage people to involve themselves in something like, that, like this. Uh, pastors and, and parishioners, it's time to actually quit observing and be involved. So, Kurt, lay it on yeah. us for about a minute or so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's such an incredible opportunity for churches. Um, we have seen incredible engagement within the church, and we've seen incredible unity uh, in the entire body of Christ. Like you said, it's it's non-denominational. There's, uh, you know, everybody who loves Jesus is invited to go and share Jesus. And it's just a really practical way for the churches to get all the people together and to have a lot of fun doing it and to go and we prayer walk, you know, every single street, pray for each home as we deliver it. We just want the Holy Spirit to open people's hearts so they can see Jesus and come to know Jesus. And so we're really excited as well about uh, 40 Days of Hope. We're so excited. Uh, I was praying for three things. I was praying for uh, the Lord to bring four, five, or 600 churches together. I was then praying... uh, uh, that Lord, that, that we would just cover it, cover it in prayer. And 40 Days of Hope is such an instrumental part of that. I'm so excited by that. And then, of course, I'm just praying that people come to the Lord and the churches just keep reaching their neighborhoods. And it's a beginning of of churches just going to their neighborhoods and showing the love of Jesus from home to home. Wow. Kurt Amen. Hensley and uh, Maranatha Chapel and beyond. I mean, it's, it's kind of like pastors have to realize that this is a, a countywide thing and we are all just pieces in this puzzle, but how powerful these pieces when joined together. Chris, uh, a quick thought and then I'm going to have to close the show. Yes, uh, just just this is a wonderful expression of unity. First of all, we need to realize that not one ministry can reach uh, 1.2 million homes. And and even if they could, they couldn't minister to all the people in those homes. And so this is every joint supplying. We have business leaders who have supplied the resources to get these 1.2 million gospel tracts into our hands. We have churches from around San Diego that are uniting to get the gospel out. And we have churches from around San Diego and throughout California who are praying and fasting that God would transform. So go to 40daysofhope.net, 40daysofhope.net. Also go to saturatesandiego.org. And join us March 6th through April 14th for the fast. And join us also as we express God's love on during Love Week and through Saturate San Diego. Yes, and my friend, I can feel it. I feel God doing some amazing things. And I know, Kurt, you do too. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and Chris, I guess there's no question about it. This guy, I have to peel him off the ceiling. He's so excited <laughs> about things. And he's already six foot 14 anyway. My listening friend, it's such a pleasure to be able to communicate uh, what God is doing in San Diego County. That's what Come Together San Diego is all about. And uh, Chris Leeper and uh, and uh, 40 Days of Hope, 40daysofhope.net. Uh, thank you for joining me. My listening friend, th- this is what we do here on Come Together San Diego. Kurt, thanks for joining us. Chris, thanks for joining thank us. Thank you. Next week, we're going to do more stuff that's actually going to encourage you to come together San Diego. See you next week. 
Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.